Do you feel like you're running life through the motions day after day? Do you feel sluggish with little energy to be able to spend time with your family? Do you feel like you're just not living up to your full potential? What if I told you you could transform your life through mindset and movement? Here on the Ecala Podcast, you'll be inspired, be motivated, and be able to take action to become that best version of yourself. The Ecala Podcast is for those who want the opportunity to better themselves through health and wellness. Here you'll learn tips from experts in their field, hear inspirational stories to help uncover your full potential. Now, are you ready to transform your life? Welcome back to the Color Podcast. I'm David Gonzalez with CrossFit of Fremont, powered by Color. Today we have a special guest, Sabrina Chong, who has a very inspirational story, and uh, she's about to tell it to us right now. We're gonna get to know her on a very deep and personal level, and um, she's gonna relate to uh, some people out there. So if you ever feel that that you have a very um, relative story to her, feel free to reach out, and we'll get more into that later. Let's first go with our hang loose segment, which is a very odd deck of cards here that can oh gosh very interesting <laughs> question we're gonna figure out what type of personality ha- personality she has the way she answers these questions it's gonna be one random question are you ready let's go <laughs> if there was a sandwich named after you what would be on it oh wow let's see what type of sandwich would be on it <laughs> would be made right here what it, what's how would you answer that question? Definitely a breakfast sandwich of some sort. Like my go-to is egg whites and chicken, like grilled chicken breast, some bacon, tomato, kind of like a BLT, but with egg. Avocado, no avocado. Oh, avocado for sure. All right. What would go along with that breakfast sandwich? What do you mean? Like what, what pairs with it? Yeah, what's, what would pair with that, with that uh, breakfast sandwich? Well, um, hot sauce is hot a non-negotiable. Is it tapatio? <laughs> Actually, I really do like tapatio. Right. Okay, with that said, now we're going to get, get into some backstory here. Where are you from, Sabrina? I was born and raised in the Bay, but um, around fifth grade, I, I moved to Stockton and spent a lot of my time there um, up until, I want to say, junior year of high school. Okay, okay. What part of the uh, Bay Area? Uh, I was born in Sunnyvale. Sunnyvale? Okay, okay. And then you moved your way on up north, huh? Yeah. Uh, how, was, how was life in Stockton? Um, bittersweet, <laughs> I would say. We moved up there to be closer to my grandparents, and um, they were getting older, and my grandma unfortunately passed up there. But it was definitely uh, a culture shock <laughs> going from the Bay, like very high education, to Stockton, which was a lot rougher around the edges. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in, in, uh, um, so how, how was school? Like, how was the environment for shifting schools and shifting friends? It was very different just culturally. It was, I don't know, it was coming from the Bay Area, a Montessori school, you know, and then going out there, it was just like, there was a lot of gang affiliation at a really, really young age and um, just a lot like self-medicating and stuff was kind of a regular thing, um, even for kids out there. So it was just, I was kind of trying to just adapt and 
and try and fit in, you know? <laughs> and yeah, that's all. Peer pressure could be one. I love thee. A little bit. <laughs> so did you, uh, uh, how was school? Did you get like good marks in school or was you just always getting in trouble in school, running with the bad crowd? Um, I, on paper at school, I did well just cause honestly, I just maintained kind of what I learned out here and I was above average out there. Their standards out there are just very different. So school wise, I was, I did pretty well. A lot of kids, you know, would make comments about me being Asian and having a, a, an advantage. Well, she's smart. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then, uh, so the, the, it was not just, um. It was a whole real culture shock then. The demographic of people, very system impacted neighborhood compared to uh, Sunnyvale, I would assume. Yeah. Down south, so I'm not too sure with Sunnyville, but you're making it sound like, man, it was a, a whole change in the environment. And so when you were home with your grandparents, so how was that? Like, was it worth, the juice worth the squeeze in that sense as far as moving up there to be around them, to shifting from your friends, shifting from what you know, was like that time spent with them, was that something that, that you hold dear or you felt like you should just stay back in Sunnyvale? Honestly, when my parents told me and my brother that we were gonna move, I wasn't happy about it. It was just kind of like, this is a big change. And I mean, not to say that I don't value the time that I was able to spend with my grandparents, but I do think it was, it was, like if I could go back, I probably would have stayed in the Bay Area. Not, I mean, there's a lot of invaluable lessons that I've learned, but it, it definitely wasn't easy for me. So it's kind of a hard question, right? Cause it's like, yeah. you don't regret the things that you've learned and that you've experienced, but at the same time, like. Sometimes <laughs> you wish life could just be a little bit easier. Exactly. And, um, in my opinion, you know, failure breeds success. Yeah. Fail, you have to go through some type of struggle to know what is better. Yeah. Want better, want more. So when you were um, up there in Stockton, and uh, so you ran with the rough crowd. Yeah, to say the least. <laughs> you ran with the, the um, neighborhood troubled, troubler, troublemakers, neighborhood troublemakers? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, um, so what would you guys do? Like you guys would, uh, um, you said they uh, right there in that environment, in that, that area, people were self-medicating. What were they doing? I mean, it was really common even at a really young age for my friend's parents to just smoke all the time, drink. Um, and so any, any time that I went over there is just that kind of personally, I had a lot of anxiety and depression at a very, very, very young age. And so it was socially acceptable <laughs> and it was like a social way that I could still kind of mask what was going on inside. But it be a social thing and a bonding thing for for friends yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I know what you're talking about yeah but, uh, okay so you, you said like at, at, at a young age you suffered with anxiety and depression would that be coming was your anxiety spike from being in the crowd or being away from the crowd definitely in <laughs> like i always felt like I was different in that I, I don't know, there was something fundamentally wrong with me in a sense. So, but it was also like, you want relationship, you know, as humans, we are built to be around people. So it was like that kind of trade-off of being there, but not letting people fully see me or know me, um, but also being anxious of being around people, you know, but also wanting that sense of community and belonging. And then uh, how about the depression part? Would that also like come from being depressed? Because you, in a sense, um, 
you felt like you were wearing a mask, so you were you were upset with yourself, or you, were you upset with the environment? I think it was a mix of both. Like I just most kids my age didn't really like they were living their best lives. You know, they were being a kid, and I was like, "What's kind of wrong with me?" Like it wouldn't even necessarily be circumstantial things off the bat. It was just kind of like, I was just depressed and like, I was a very deep thinker, very analytical and very like, I needed a purpose and I didn't understand what that was. So I was always seeking out like, why am I here? You know? And yeah, I think it just, it was, it was tough to navigate because there wasn't like, most kids aren't thinking like that. They're just like having fun, you know? Man, that's deep because uh, um, being in your head, man, it, it, uh, uh, but you weren't very vocal then. You would just keep it to yourself. There was nobody you really talked to about what you had going on inside. Right. Yeah. It was also like growing up in an Asian family. It's not like they, you know, my mom was first generation. And so she moved here from Manila and like, I don't blame her for not knowing how to communicate feelings and emotions, but I had a lot of them (laughs) and the rest of my family, like immediate family, they, they didn't really talk about that stuff. Yeah. Old school culture is um, very, uh, in a sense, like in solitude, they dealt with their own problems in a certain way. Nowadays people speak. Yeah. um, In my opinion, you know, you also, uh, conversation saves lives, conversation saves situations from going bad. Yeah. Well, that's one thing I, I'm very fortunate to, uh, I believe I'm fortunate enough to grow up in this generation where people can speak their mind and get and seek help from others or even say, like I said, save a situation from going bad by speaking, you know, instead of back then, you just bottled it up. No wonder there was a bunch of chaos. Yeah. No one had an outlet besides going out and, and um, doing things physically, aggression, you know, instead of speaking it, you know, so... Yeah, and, uh, I feel you on that. Like, you know, bottling things up is, uh, is um, one thing um, that a lot of people suffer with, you know, and struggle with. And uh, so how did you find an outlet besides, um, how did you find an outlet through that? So through your, through your uh, adolescent years, you struggled with like, so you self-medicated as well. You, you drank and, and, and partied or whatnot, you know? Yeah. So what did you do to get out of that funk? Like, how long did it take you to get out of that funk? took me a long time. I would say, you know, there's some really cool success stories of just like a radical transformation. And mine was not that it was very much a slow process um, of trial and error. I was always really creative. So I found some like peace and playing music. And like, I really dove into that while I was in Stockton. And um, it helps a little bit just to have some kind of creative expression. But at the end of the day, I was still like I would do better than I was, but I wasn't like free of anxiety. I'd still have panic attacks and, and all of that. So I tried a lot of things. I tried meds I tried a lot of therapy, different coping skills, all of that, which they were tools that I'm grateful that I have now and are useful in certain situations. But, um, I mean, ultimately like finding my fitness and how it really changed my mood and how it gave me like a different perspective on, on life. And I felt like, man, after I grind through a workout and I'm, I'm just kind of there dying, you know, yeah. like <laughs> yeah, sometimes when you, uh, you feel like you're dying, that's when you feel most alive. Yeah. You know? Cause even, um, back then, we just, like we used to go through the struggles or, or do the things we did for fun situation. We felt like we were dying, but then you felt like you were living as well. And now, um, 
that's kind of a, um, what I feel I get from CrossFit. Because you, you do CrossFit, right? Yeah. So that's what I feel like I get from CrossFit is like that old like um, euphoria I used to get from doing the crazy things I used to do, but in a more positive way. Yeah. And, um, so you, you had limits though as a kid. Like, so you self-medicated, but you never like got into the neighborhood in a sense. Like you said, you had like gang affiliation or ran around with the rough crowd. Yeah. But you knew your limits. Like, yeah. You knew when to not take that plunge into that lifestyle, to be committed to that lifestyle. What do you think that was? Like, what do you think that held you to that limit that you knew not to cross that, that line? I think I just, there was a big moral part in me that was like, that longed for family and community, but knew that I couldn't really cross that, if that makes sense. Like I could still have that by hanging out with those people. Cause that was the really cool part. Honestly, that's something that they do really well is feeling like you have a place and, and that they'll go to bat for you if you go to bat for them, you know? But I just, I never really felt like I needed to cross that because I, I still had those like friendships and relationships and just probably solely out of fear a little bit. <laughs> hey, fear saves lives. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the smart man's scared. Yeah. You know, it's, the, it's the one that's, that's, that's not scared. That's the, um, the stupid one. <laughs> but, Simply uh, put. So, and uh, you don't put it like that, but um, so in a sense, um, I know you, you very, um, like you said, you're analytical, very driven, very um, in a sense, kind of like, do you obsess over things? I know you told me you self-taught in videography. <laughs> yeah. So how did you do that? What, what, what got you into that? So another part of me kind of figuring out what works and doesn't work. Um, one of my really good friends and mentor at the time, she took me on a day trip to Yosemite and I stinking loved it. I was like, what, this is three hours from us. Like we can actually go there and do a crazy waterfall hike and then come back. And it was it was the mist trail, like the Vernal Falls, this giant waterfall. And I was like, this is insane. And so I started getting into the outdoors a lot. And eventually, you know, I, I dabbled in photography. Like I was just always obsessed with taking photos and editing them. And so I kind of, I saved up for a camera and uh, it sat in the closet for a while. But then one day I just decided like, hey, I'm just going to YouTube how the heck to use this thing. Yeah, no, it was just, I was just like, this is so cool. Like it just gave me something to really focus on and obsess over for a bit. And, uh, you know, after starting with photos, I, I got a little GoPro and I started just making these really short little edits of these hikes and these outdoor trips that I would take. And I just felt so alive editing those. Like it was like I was there and it was just like, oh, this is so fun. Like to watch the final edit and be like, I made that like, and this is documented forever. It's not just a still photo. It's like, you can capture real raw moments. Can you say that, that learning that craft, photography, videography, since like you came from a culture that bottled things up, was that a way of your expression of, of, of you being yourself, your true self finally to being able to express and not, not um, bottling it up and, and wearing a mask? Totally. Um, it was a mix of both because, you know, with making an edit, you can throw music behind it. And it's like that in itself changes how the entire video is felt. And so for me, like I am a very emotional person and I feel very deeply, which is a double-edged sword, but <laughs> <Same way. laughs> yeah. So like being able to 
express that. Like it didn't have to be the deepest, darkest parts of my heart in a video. It's just like, I get to feel and I get to make other people feel what I'm feeling like during that time. And for me, that was so freeing. <laughs> and that's, 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 that's amazing. Cause like I said, sometimes, you know, um, bottling things up is like the worst thing you can do to yourself, to the people around you, you know, cause then you're just going to pop one day. Yeah. And stays compressed forever without exploding, you know? Yeah. Um, that's good that you found that outlet, the way to express yourself, the way to feel free and, and be your true self, man. That's, that's amazing. And um, so you said you got into fitness, right? Yeah. So fitness, that was another outlet for you too, to express yourself, right? Yeah. And um, why did you choose CrossFit out of all workouts? <laughs> Actually, one of my clients, he lives up in Chico. So I was filming some videos for him. And every time that I'd go up there for a few days, he was really big into CrossFit. Like he made it to, I think, uh, quarter or semifinals. And like the gym owner out there went to the games and everything. And I, I walked in there because he was basically like, anytime you're up here, feel free to drop in. And so um, I went and... I was like, holy cow, all of these athletes look like they just came out of a fitness magazine. <laughs> Number one, I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> like yeah. I've never seen abs like that in real life. You see that through a screen, you know? Um, but then seeing them throw that kind of weight and just like, it was just so inspiring. I was, I was modifying the whole workout clearly and just like doing some real scaled down stuff. But I was like, that is super cool and super impressive. Like I want to be able to do cool things like that with my body. And they were just so strong and like, it was just really inspiring for me. So coming back to the Bay, I, I ended up finding a box out here and it was like literally a month before COVID hit that I signed up for this gym and I loved it. And it was just a lot of fun, but then, you know, unfortunately COVID happened and I was already obsessed just like when I was learning how to do video and photo stuff, like I was just YouTubing everything and like, how do you make your clean more efficient? How do you snatch better? And, um, even though there was lockdown and I, I just looked at body weight wads at home. And then once I kind of felt like I reached my potential there. I was like, I'm just going to send it and buy all this overpriced <laughs> fitness gear. I'm going to get the barbell. I'm going to get the plates. I'm going to get like a pull up rig, all these things. And, um, I just, yeah, I would, I would self-record and look at these really minor tweaks and tips that I was watching on YouTube. YouTube honestly is like the best school you can go to for the record. If anyone wants <laughs> to oh, learn anything, different opinions about YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> you can't tell me YouTube is dangerous. <laughs> yeah. You know, but, um, okay. So, so, um, you started working out getting in, in that, um, cause you said you wanted to be able to do things physically, you know, yeah. people doing this. Yeah, you're walking, like, you know, for the most part, like, when, even when people come into uh, right here at uh, to CrossFit of Fremont, someone's like, oh, well, am I going to be able to do this? What about these people? Like, don't worry about it. Everyone starts here from the bottom up. Yeah. But uh, it's amazing to see that, to see what human potential can do, how it can move fast, how it can move weight real fast. And yeah. How it can do it over an extended period of time, you know, and it's, um, the body is, uh, is an amazing thing. But CrossFit, it takes a lot of coordination through the mind you know, <laughs> exactly out of, uh, mental clarity so did you also get that from crossfit oh 1000 percent. it was just like well one i really loved all the skill work involved and just the technical little tweaks that you can make that will drastically improve your lift but i remember like after 
my gym closed down, I was like, man, I want to learn double unders, you know? And I was just like going home, just like whipping myself with a rope. <laughs> and until I got it, like, I was just like, I need to get this. And then after that, there's just more things to learn. You know, there's, I was like, handstand walks are so cool. Like I want to be able to walk upside down. And I was just like doing these progressions that were scalable, like, you know, kicking up to a wall and like doing box walk arounds and stuff, shoulder taps. And I was like, I could measurably see progress. And so for me, that was like super cool. And it added to like my mental health of like, man, if I, if I really dedicate my focus to something, like I can get it, even if it takes a little while, you know, and just working out is free drugs. You get <laughs> the good kind. The good kind has no detrimental uh, 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 factors unless you do something real crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, see then also too, okay, because I remember uh, going a little back, um, you said like being a part of the crowd that you used to be a part of, you know, the rough one, um, you had anxiety. Yeah. Okay, CrossFit is also built real strong on community. Ikala is also based on finding a strong path forward, finding your inner warrior through community. Yeah. So you still feel that that anxiety uh, overcoming you at times when you're you're uh, participating in the CrossFit community? Um, I wouldn't say it's anxiety. Like, I would just say that it. I mean, we all have our fears in a sense, um, but like in terms of actual just like bubbling over anxiety, like that just tightness in your chest that like when I'd have panic attacks, I'd be like hyperventilating that kind of stuff. I don't I don't deal with that anymore. Like it's. <laughs> so okay because like i remember like you say like the, the, the anxiety you used to experience so like you were in the crowd but you knew you didn't belong in the crowd oh yeah so like in the community that we that 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 um that uh ecology embodies is about like you know strong path forward through community do you feel that that's a community you belong in now yeah that where you don't have to feel anxious showing up like oh i'm not supposed to be here or i should be here like definitely uh, what would you say about that community has been a huge part like i so after my first gym closed, I went to another gym and like, I have some lifelong relationships there now. And it, it's not like I have to be this filtered person. It's just like, I get to be my honest, authentic self. We can roast each other, you know, encourage each other and like do life with each other, even outside of the gym. It's like, there's nothing like it, honestly, because it's, you're creating this bond over working out, like and we're all there for different reasons, you know, but at the same time, it's like, we're, we're working towards a common goal and that, that is just like relationships thrive off of that, you know? And, and there's no ulterior motives. Like people are there to watch you become the best version of yourself. Not yeah. Watch you build up just so they can break you down. And, exactly. And that um, notch on their belt, you know, like, yeah. like, that's how I feel in the gym myself personally is like, I go there and um, it's friendly competition amongst, I, I consider family. Yeah. You know, but also too, I know that, they're not there to watch me hurt myself. They're there to uplift me, you know? And um, yeah, and that what is what, one thing I really love about, about the CrossFit community is no ulterior motives. Yeah. I'm pretty sure like the, the rough crowd you around with, everyone's like, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, they were watching you go up just so they could have that notch on the belt when you, when they take you down. Yeah. Sense, you know? And um, man, that's, it's amazing though, how you went, you struggled with these things, you know, you struggled with uh, uh, moving from an environment that you were so comfortable with, moving from friends that you knew, going to a whole different town, a part of California, and a whole different demographic of people. Yeah. Watching uh, people only be accepted through pretty much a rough crowd, which is, you know, the gangs, the drugs, the alcohol, 
and it being accepting that young youth are allowed to do that and it being cool and struggling with that because you knew that was not your place and then you went you learned about videography you found a way to express yourself be your true self then you went and joined fitness where you found the family and the community that where you truly belong yeah man what would you tell someone right now a call to action what would you tell someone to do so that mm. they can find their true self just like you did for yourself what 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 call to action should someone do right now i mean obviously what worked for me was crossfit but like i would just encourage people to go after what what they think like makes them better all around like and it might not be crossfit it might be you know but that thing that really gives you purpose and a sense of like loving yourself because i think that was one of the biggest takeaways that i had with with crossfit was i did other things physically like i went hiking i i was a gym goer like at 24 like on and off but i think part of my story is I really had a hard time with myself, like, and self-harm was a part of my story and self-medication and, um, you know, even at the furthest end, like attempts at my own life. And like during the times that I would work out and go to 24, it was out of a shameful place. It was like, I don't, I'm not happy with who I am. Let me kill myself in the gym. Like, let me just go all out, like overtrain and just like, because I feel like it's almost like an acceptable way of taking it out on myself versus CrossFit now is like, I get to work on myself because I'm proud of who I am and I get to grow and there was at the beginning, you know, like I had to dial it back because you get like so excited and you just want to go ham. But this has been a process that and it's it's going to continue to grow. But like it's the first time in my life that I've found something that I I want to do for the sake of me loving myself. And it's like not out of a sense of punishment. It's out of a place of self-love and you know even with crossfit comes nutrition and learning a lot about that I, I had a lot of um attempts of trying to dial in my nutrition but it, it was in all these unhealthy ways that you know social media tries to tell you of like oh you just like cut a ton of calories you cut out these certain food groups i've tried different diets and stuff like that but this time it's like okay what makes me feel good like it's not even about aesthetics or trying to reach a certain number on the scale it's like how do I eat so that I actually feel good because I, I care about myself, you know? Man, that's deep. Yeah, it's been a heck. Why she has you love yourself. Find something that makes you happy with yourself and love yourself. So, you know, like I say myself, get off the couch, love yourself, go do something. You know, it's very inspirational. And if someone can relate to your story, how can they find you? How can they reach out to you? You can reach me on Instagram at Sabrina with three eyes. So Sabri with three eyes <laughs> underscore C or, um, you know, email Sabrina at Sabrina C media dot com. Um, yeah, <laughs> there you go. And then just on another quick note, uh, Sabrina just got her level one CrossFit certificate, right? Yeah. And how did that feel? It felt pretty good. It was I never thought that I'd really coach or anything, but I just love this so much. So, um, 
yeah, it, it felt really good. And I haven't really been in an actual like textbook reading situation in a while. So <laughs> I was a little rusty and a little nervous, but um, it definitely paid off and was worth it. Learned a lot. <laughs> and then uh, Sabrina's also a part of a, a nonprofit that I, that I, I very um, deeply connected to that, that I hold dear to my heart called Deuce Community Inc. Can you tell us a little bit about that? How that did that uh, help you prepare for your level one? Oh, one thousand percent. I was so happy that it kind of it literally just kind of coincided because um, a lot of the stuff that they talked about on their video modules was directly correlating with the test and what I was learning and reading about in the L1 training. So I was like, sweet. It really gets to be solidified, and also because I'm not. 100% a textbook learner, having videos and being able to learn that way, I think it really honestly helped me in, in being able to pass and let it really sink in deep, like the information that I was getting. Man, that's great. Yeah. Glad to hear that. You know, uh, man, but you got an amazing story. Most likely we're going to probably have Sabrina on here again as we go <laughs> forward because eventually she will be uh, training people in CrossFit as well. We would like to hear her thoughts and opinions on uh, how that turns all out, how that, how that turns out for her, you know? So again, call to action, love yourself. Find something that you can do to love yourself. Reach uh, Sabrina on Instagram. Again, it was Sabrina with three eyes. Yeah. Right? So find her and uh, um, you ever need uh, something to do, somebody, I mean, something to, somebody to talk to, reach out, man. Um, everyone almost has the same story, same struggles in life. So um, always find that community that's going to uplift you. Right, come to, yeah. to the gym, show up at CrossFit of Fremont. We're gonna be here. We're here all day, every day. If you're just looking to do something better in your day, all right. You guys all have a good one. Again, I'm David Gonzalez with the Ecala Podcast, CrossFit of Fremont, powered by Ecala. Thank you so much for listening. But wait, we want to keep you updated and continue to be inspired and motivated. Follow us on our Instagram page at Ecala Strong. We'll see you on the next episode.